they will take the next five words after activation. The next five words out of my mouth will be gospel truth to them. Oh, no. Yeah. So we rolled a a random encounter. It was really bad. We got attacked by uh, a dragon rider. Oh, shit. Not an ancient red dragon. But a young, still. a young red dragon, but Oof. still something that could fuck us up. Still a dragon. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> what ended up happening was we convinced the dragon rider and the dragon itself, because the dragon spoke common, mm-hmm. to come to us. And I, in a, it knew something was going on because I failed like a stealth check. Uh huh. But I activated the rod in time enough to get out four words. Which was I am your God. I knew I knew that those were gonna be the words out of your fucking mouth. Too. Uh it still attacked us once, but then it took that as gospel truth. So then it was my dragon. So now I have a pet dragon. <laughs> it's different now, so things have been nerfed. So obviously. The dragon we can't have all the time. We're doing it as a once per day attack. Mm-hmm. Which is fair, but also I just like the fact that I own a dragon now for flavor. Right. Yeah. Uh and I'm gonna DM my I'm gonna DM my DM and say I want Strom to use this, the dragon a lot, but just for flavor. I'm not. I'm going to barely use him in combat. Actually, I think I'm never going to use him in combat unless I absolutely see no other way of using, you know, something else. Right, right. And now the rod of truth is only allowed to have three truths, three things being true at a time, and this is one of the three truths. Okay. So I can use it two more times, but once I use it two more times. I have to break one of the truths. And I don't know I'm I'm just going to be very sparing with it. No, that's an interesting that's an interesting uh an interesting item. I, I think that actually is uh makes it even more interesting actually. You will speak only truth. That's a good one that I've kept in my back pocket. Whenever, I don't give a fuck. Whatever. Hello, and welcome to Funny Stuff, a comedy podcast about comedy. My name is Griffin, and I'm joined, as usual, by my brother, co-host, and partner in Stupidity Holden. Hello. This week, we are taking a look at Chris Rock's 2023 special, Outrage. Outrageous, hang on. This week, we are taking a look at Chris Rock's 2023 special, Outrage, which is available on Netflix. But, before we get into that... We uh, haven't decided to about hyperfixation. We didn't decide on hyperfixation or what funny. Yeah. Do you have hyperfixation? Um, we can always just skip one or the other, especially because we're a little pressed for time. Not really. Okay. So I don't really have anything. So how about we get right into it? Yeah, I'm not hyperfixating on anything. New yeah, this week. me. I, 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 things have just been a little. Just been. For me lately. And My fly is to... down. How about that? That's something. That's your new oh, content. So how about some context? Yeah, how about some context? That's, I forgot. Since we're jumping out of order, forgot that we have to do context. Ugh. I almost Google searched the word context. That's just going to put you into the idea of where our mind state is at right now. Mind I, state? Mental state. I was ready to take a nap at work today. Anyway. Christopher Julius Rock is an American comedian, actor, and filmmaker. Rock first gained prominence for his stand-up routines in the 1980s, where he tackled subjects including race relations, human sexuality, and observational comedy. His success branched off into productions in film, television, and on stage, 
having received multiple accolades, including three Grammy Awards for Best Comedy Album, four Primetime Emmy Awards, and a Golden Globe Award nomination. He was ranked number five on Comedy Central's list of the 100 greatest stand-ups of all time, and he also ranked number five in Rolling Stone's 50 best stand-up comics of all time. Um, he was in Beverly Hills. He, uh, he rose to prominence as a cast member on Saturday Night Live. Mm. He has appeared in a shitload of movies. Uh, let me see how many. I forgot he was in Dogma. He's good in Dogma. Oh, he's amazing in Dogma. Uh, discography. Oh, Selective Outrage. Is the name of the special? The name of the special is actually Selective Outrage. Mm-hmm. All I saw was the outrage. Anyways, he's had three, four? He's had four live albums. Mm-hmm. And seven comedy specials. Uh, the most recent of which is Selective Outrage, not Outrage, uh, which released on Netflix in 2023. I'm sure you know who Chris Rock is. Everybody hates Chris. Is how I got introduced. Actually, the Madagascar movie yeah. is how I got introduced <laughs> to him because he played he voices Marty the zebra in Madagascar. Um. I, after that, got into him through Everybody Hates Chris, which I believe is considered semi-autobiographical. Which, yeah. Because he says something about how he has brothers and he has a sister in that. Yeah, but I think he does. He may have a sister as well. Point is. <clears throat> Who cares? So. So. I liked this. It was pretty fucking good. It was pretty fucking good. I actually, for once, for once, I had the reverse... Uh, of what usually happens. I went into this kind of with low expectations. Because you're a huge racist? I guess so. Um, I don't know. I just, I guess, like, not seeing Chris Rock really be funny in certain things. Just because I just haven't run in media circles that he tends to to be found in in a while. I just, I guess, I thought he wasn't funny. And boy, was I wrong. Yeah. He was fucking hysterical. I would uh, into this with pretty medium to high expectations because I've seen some of his old stuff. I've seen clips of it, but I also like I know like I haven't seen those clips recently, and I feel like those yeah. things could have aged maybe poorly. Exactly. I heard I've heard and possibly even watched Chris Rock stand up in in the past. Uh-huh. Um, I just haven't recently. I haven't heard any more recent stuff or even some of his older stuff I haven't heard recently. Yeah. Um, I know that before this, he had another special called Tambourine, mm-hmm. which was directed by Bo Burnham. No shit. Yeah. Um, I would love for us to cover that at some point. I'm sure we will. Uh, I really like this. Yeah. And even, you know, okay. So I always get a little like tense tighten the sphincter <laughs> when a comedian starts mentioning certain uh things and i'm like oh god are we gonna get the more of the same bullshit and while i don't think he handled the every you know uh socio-political issue that he brought up while i don't think he handled them perfectly 
I think that he it could have been way worse. It definitely could have been. I think he actually. I think he had a lot of good things to say. He had a lot of good things to say. He managed to thread the needle pretty skillfully. Yeah. And yeah, you know, like it definitely his tenure as a amazing comedian definitely fucking shows in this one. Yeah, yeah. He has he he has a shitload of hardcore comedy credentials, and they are holding fast. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, in a similar vein, I kind of thought that, like, this special, I feel like, has just the right amount of edge. Oh, yeah. Like, it's... Hard to agree. He's really just kind of skipping rope with the line pretty well. And I I think that's part of why I was a little nervous, too. Like, oh, he's... The man's almost 60 years old, like, and he's he's, a comedian in the 90s. He's a comedian from the 90s who's very successful, very wealthy, Mm -hmm. and he's... And he's old ish. Yeah. He had some surprise. He had some yeah. good takes. He had good takes. He, you know, I think it comes from a lot. It could come from a lot of different, you know, places. I do like the way that he ended the special. Yeah. Like his the literal last was line was so fucking, fucking funny. Good. It was fucking amazing. Um, but I think he, he very, very, like you said, expertly was very good at, yeah. uh, at like threading the needle. And I think that what made him like skipping rope with the, with the line so acceptable is that it was just fucking funny. Yeah. He was able to get away with a lot because he was fucking hysterical. Yeah. That, and that, that counts for a lot. And you know, uh, you know, comedians aren't moralists. It's great if they punch up. But their main thing is to tell jokes and make you laugh. Yeah, they're clowns. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I feel like that is something that, you know, even I have a tendency to kind of lose the thread on. Um, the main thing is that you're supposed to laugh and you're allowed to lose yourself in the shamelessness a little bit. I kind of I had that while watching White Chicks. Like, okay, it's not great. Maybe it's aged a little poorly, but... It's fun. It's funny. It's funny enough. It's funny enough for me to kind of for for me to overlook things. And you know what? We're yeah. here to joke. I uh I had like a similar kind of thing happen to me last night. I was hanging out with some friends and one of my friends made a very funny joke. Mm-hmm. The joke was also kind of fucked up. Right. Um and you know what? At that point, it's like, could I have stood on some moral high ground? Well, you can't make a joke about that. You can't make a joke like that. Um, but why? I laughed either way. I found it funny either way. Mm-hmm. Out of context, you know, it maybe sounds a little weird. But, like, it, it was a joke about, like, abortion and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm not going to repeat it because there's way too much context that is needed. Right, of course. But... It was fucked up. I'll tell you that it is. It was a fucked up joke. Yeah, I, I mean, I I can't judge. I have listened to almost all of the Bill Hicks, and boy, does he like to joke about abortion. I mean, like, or did he? I guess. Yeah, I I've said it before on this show, and I will never stop saying it. I will say it until I die. Is that I truly do believe that anything can be funny. You just have to write a good enough joke. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's a little asterisk there of like, what does that actually mean? Some things you got to be knowledgeable enough about to write a joke about them, i.e. transness. If you want to be writing a... I don't think you need to be a trans person to make a good trans joke. 
but I definitely think it's a lot harder than a trans person doing it. I actually did fine. Actually, it's it's funny you say that because Milo did send me some good trans jokes, mostly by trans people. Right. But some good trans jokes. Or gay. Or, or gay. Or gay yeah. Like fucking. Because being a, gay, being queer is such an inherently funny fucking thing. Yeah, I believe it was ContraPoints who said that, uh, Natalie Wynn, who said, being transgender is inherently hilarious. You used to be one gender, now you're another. That's comedy. That's, That's comedy. literally subversion. Yeah. Like, it's a hilarious, like, it's funny. But, like, you know, it's it's the whole, like, who is the joke on thing. Exactly, yeah. As, you know, and a more, there's a difference between punching down and poking fun when you have knowledge on the ground. Anyway. This was a fucking good special. It was really fucking good. It was good, really dude. fucking good. I will have no problem rewatching this for my own personal like enjoyment at any time. Um, I know someone who wants to get a little bit more into stand up and they ask me about it because they know that I do this every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is definitely one of the specials like on the list of like. These are ones that these are. This is a good one. This to start is a with. good one. Not even to start with. This is just a good one. Period. This is a good one. Period. Yeah. Um. This is one that I would like to watch with you because I think you'll enjoy it, and I want to see your reactions to <laughs> right, it, like right, that right. kind of special. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I like. I, I'm very jaded when it comes to like very successful comedians who right, are like yeah. kind of coming back to it mm-hmm. these days. Well, I mean, by the look, looking at his Wikipedia page. Chris Rock never really stopped. Yeah, he never really stopped. I mean, he did. Tambourine was, I think, 2018 or 2019. Yeah, but, you know, he's been doing he's been doing comedy of some sort, you know, either writing or yeah. directing. For, or for me, with Chris Rock, like I kind of like not that I think they're comparable as comedians because I think he's obviously much better. But I kind of put him in like a very similar category to like Adam Sandler. Well, yeah, where like they start in stand up which both of them did, mm-hmm. and then they move on to other things, and they kill it there, and then when they go back to stand-up, is it still good? And with Adam Sandler... The opinion kinda? was... If you, if, you, if you, dear listener, remember back to our second episode... Yeah, um, Adam Sandler made us cry. Adam Sandler did make us cry, so there is that. He was clearly able to put on a good performance. Yeah. Um, but, well, there was only, but I remember there was only really one joke that I laughed at that I do still think about. He he starts doing like a song where he's like counting like one yeah. by the shore, two by the the sea or whatever. And then he, he just like keeps Everywhere going you find, find an, an anti-Semite. <laughs> it just got me. Yeah, it's it that's classic comedy subversion. Yeah. Um, you know, I kind of like put him in that same kind of like idea. But, like, also, like, I don't know. It's, like, I think the difference is, like, Adam Sandler had taken such a far break from comedy, stand-up specifically, mm-hmm. for so, so long. And Chris Rock kind of never left that traditional it might also It might also be a sense of humor thing. Like, we might just not oh, find also, Adam, Adam Sandler's sense of humor quite as funny. Yeah, I mean, some of this stuff, like, even some of his movies that, like, it's, like, hilarious to rag on. Like, I do kind of really like... I, I, that wasn't a judgment silence. That was just an I have no comment silence. Like click, click was another. I don't know. If we probably That's, mentioned this in uh, in our Adam Sandler made me cry episode. I remember being in the theaters as a little kid crying at click. Oh, I remember watching click as an adult man and crying even harder because it has to do with dead dad. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, it really we were, hits. We were in the theater on. with our dad, who I don't know, like probably like eight nine years later would die. Six six years later. 
six, seven, depending on how you count it. Whatever. Point is. The movie um, came out in 2006. He died in 2013. Yeah, so like six, seven years later. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, God. I was 10 years old when I saw that movie. Jesus Christ. Time. Time be moving. Time be moving. Anyway, I think that's a good enough note to uh, move on to the back half of this episode. Sure. Ads. Here's ads. And then I said, I can believe it's not butter. (laughs) My friend was telling me that he wanted to make a podcast and he can't figure it out. Like he's never heard of Anchor. Anchor is the best way to start a podcast. It's free to use and provides recording and editing tools you can use straight from your smartphone or computer. When you upload to Anchor, they distribute your podcast to many platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And, with no minimum listenership, you can make money on your own podcast. Make your own podcast with the free Anchor app or by going to anchor.fm today. Ads done. I hope you're ready. And we are back. The phrase, girl, are you a microwave? Because, mm, has been running around in my head for at least two full days. <laughs> the dumbest fucking pickup line I could think That's of, really honestly. That's stupid. Are you a microwave? Because, mm. I like dumb pickup lines. Like, uh. That shirt is very becoming on you. If I was on you, I'd be coming. <laughs> <laughs> now we're back. It's <laughs> so stupid. Oh, actually, I know. I know what's funny this week. I got, I got something you might not have been there for, actually. I probably wasn't. Um, I haven't seen you in a while. So, Holden. So, Griffin. What was your least favorite bit? <sighs> I didn't really have least favorite bit. But least favorite part of bit? Not even that. Like, there was, like, I, you know what? They weren't, like, because he, Chris Rock is obviously very a high, a very high energy comedian yeah, as well. Yeah, man's, man's pushing 60 and he's still got a lot of energy. He's running back and forth on stage. He's very animated in his movements. Um, I really like that. So there were a couple of lines that I have kind of forgotten. They've been kind of piled underneath really fucking funny shit. That there were a couple lines that kind of rubbed me a little bit weird, and I was like, mm, "Yeah, I know no, we were not great. We were praising how he he does kind of thread the needle very skillfully, but you know, you not a hundred percent perfectly. Right? I think some there's there's just some stuff that either doesn't work because I don't particularly find it funny. I there's just straight up some stuff that I don't understand. There are some jokes in there that I don't get. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some sports references in there. Some sports references." And there was a few things that were like, hmm, that kind of rubs me the yeah, wrong way. Yeah, but you know what? The What I kind of boil those down to from, like, what I can kind of remember, because especially, like, right now, like, I'm, I'm honestly, like, having a hard time actually remembering what the lines were, mm-hmm. is that what I'm boiling that, boiling that down to is that they are just poorly written lines, mm-hmm. and that I think that the idea could be a little bit funnier if the line was a little bit better Need a little written, workshopping. Need a little, little, little like, like, ten more minutes on that line. Mm-hmm. And it would have been better, in my opinion. The one part, like, other than the things that did kind of rub me the wrong way, 
The one part that I actively didn't like was when he was talking about dating like 20, 25 year olds. Yeah, it's it's he, he had he had a thing about like the the 25 year old girl asking for shoes. That was just annoying and not funny. But like the yeah, rest of that bit was boring. pretty fucking good. Yeah, the rest of that bit was actually pretty fucking yeah. good. Uh, that, I mean, that one was a little, that, like, one bit about the shoes was, like, a little bit, like, it was a little annoying, a little annoying, a little boring, not, not great. I also didn't hate that bit too, too much, so, like, I wouldn't really have thought of that, obviously, to make that my least favorite. That, that's the only thing that, like, really stuck out to me is, like, that's bad, don't do that. (sighs) What was your favorite bit? Oh, God, when he's talking about how his daughters are spoiled. <laughs> was Talking about good. how his daughter got kicked out of school and how it like turned her life around and all that, like that whole bit about how his daughters are spoiled, how they, when they were talking about the four seasons in, in school <laughs> that his one daughter said, that's my favorite hotel. <laughs> and talking about like when he went to Disney, he went to Disney as a poor person and like he went with his church and they were staying in Alabama, even though Disney's in Florida and they would like, they were in a gross, nasty ass motel and all this other stuff. And then like how, when he took his kids there, they're like <laughs> the Illuminati. Yeah. The Illuminati, the Illuminati package Yeah, where, you know, he's he smoked a joint with Goofy <laughs> and got a lap dance from Minnie. I just think that that, that bit fucking beautiful. It expert. was, it was really fucking good. It had highs, it had lows, like, it, not even lows, like, bad, and not, and, like... Just, like... It ebbed and flowed just beautifully. There you know, was like a flow how, to it. it like was how like, a roller coaster, you gotta drop before you can go to the next... Yeah, yeah. the next height. What was your favorite bit? Probably his closer. Probably good him. Bit. It was really fucking good, because he talked about the slap, you know, when... Oh, yeah, when... when so, fucking, yeah. Will Smith came, just slapped him once across the cheek, and went back to his seat. And there, there was some. There's. He even talks about some like context that was missing for I don't know about a lot of people, but definitely for me. Um, and I do gotta say, regardless of your feelings on what happened, who who was in the right, who was in the wrong. Right. Most people probably don't even fucking remember it. Yeah, it was, it, it was a good little while ago. It was two point. years ago, which is ancient in internet time. Oh, my stomach hurts. Um, Chris Rock did take it like a fucking champ and was a complete professional. Oh, yeah. It. Right after he got slapped, he was just like, wow, Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me. He's like, one of the best nights on television. <laughs> um, His reaction going leading up to it as well is so fucking funny. Of just like, whoa, Richard, because he had just played King Richard. So uh-huh. he was like, whoa, Richard. And he got smacked. Well, not, you know, <laughs> in King Richard, he was Richard. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Whatever. I just thought that I think that was a pretty perfect bit. And his, I think his ending line was a perfect punchline. Absolutely. Yeah, no. That if, if we're rating the special off of a single punchline, I'm picking that punchline and I'm giving it a fucking perfect 10 out of 10. Absolutely. It was, it was fucking sublime. Um, I just think, yeah, he really did save the best bit for last. And something that I do enjoy about Chris Rock is that a lot of his, com- like very much like Richard Pryor, a lot of his comedy comes from like personal anecdotes and shit like that. Yeah. Um, 
you know, when he talks about being poor, like, yeah, he, you can tell he knows what he's fucking talking mm-hmm. about. When he talks about spoiling his kids, you yeah. know, you, you can tell he knows what he's talking about. This is, I think part of what I liked it about this bit so much is that it is so uniquely him. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a story only he can tell because it is a thing that only happened to him. Mm-hmm. And, of course, being a comedian, he took his time, he sat on it for, like, a year, and then he made a fucking amazing joke about it. Yeah. Yeah, good shit. Good shit. So, I'm hold on. Oh, you have one? Yeah. You go ahead. Out of ten, slaps at the Oscars. <laughs> I was going to make a similar joke. What would you give this? I'm going to give it a solid eight. I agree. I give it an eight, maybe an eight and a half. I was going to give it a seven and a half, but I was like, no, I laughed really hard at a lot of this special. And part of being fair is, you know, part of being fair is, okay, this, uh, this didn't work. This rubbed me the wrong way. I have to address that. The other hand of that is like, you laughed a lot at this motherfucker. You got to yeah. rate it. You got to give it a good rating. Yeah. You have to remember what this show even is about anymore, exactly. which is it's still a comedy podcast. Exactly. Comedy. It's still a comedy podcast. Despite about my comedy. best efforts to take it off of that, that track because <laughs> I love chaos. <laughs> so that brings us to the end of talking about the special. But before we go, Griffin, what funny this week. So I have another little story about candle nights. Mm-hmm. Um, Miranda showed us all a TikTok. I think it was before you got there. Yeah, I, I wasn't there. It was about a girl who was making a sleepy time mocktail. Mm-hmm. You'd like to know what this uh, sleepy time mocktail was made out of? Yeah. Codeine, <laughs> cough syrup, <laughs> and Sprite. <laughs> we all watched that in horror. We were like, oh my. And Miranda said, they gentrified lead. Yeah, they gentrified <laughs> they lean. Gentrified- we Miranda and I are still debating whether or not that's satire. We cannot decide whether I don't that one. I yeah, it's really hard to tell. It's really hard to tell whether it's and of course it's it's a white girl making a the sleepy time mocktail, which is just lean. Dude, you know what's really funny is that the only thing that makes that gentrification of lean is calling it a sleepy time mocktail. <laughs> Cause the people that I have met in my life who drink the most lean are the <laughs> weirdest, most insane batshit white girls. <laughs> there's also a uh, there's a, a comic I saw. I don't know if this is gonna be as funny, but it it, it was a Doge uh, comic. I know, cringe, but it was uh, it was the the dog was like, oh man, this cough syrup tastes really gross. Maybe some Sprite will wash it down. Takes a sip. There's a beat panel. And then, like, he's on the ground screaming like all the colors are weird and shit. <laughs> I think about it all the time, and I think it's very funny. Especially the mess implication the that the Sprite is what makes the lean work. <laughs> it's not. It's, <laughs> it's not. not. No. It's like, it's like saying, like, oh, yeah, the thing that makes a rum and coke get, like, the thing that gets you drunk in a rum and coke is the coke. Exactly. It's like, no, it's, it's not. Exactly. It literally isn't. It's the, uh, but I like the implication that it is. So, that brings us to the end of yet another episode. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. We hope that you were able to laugh at us, if not laugh with us. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, great thoughts, personal epiphanies, requests, or recommendations, feel free to reach out to us at funnystuff.pod at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at funny.stuff.pod. Holden, where can they find you? you can find me on Twitter uh, at DonutDaddy, Donut underscore Daddy. I tweet stupid shit sometimes. You can also find my poetry project on Instagram at Poetry Pity Party. 
You can also watch me stream. I stream every Thursday night, 7.30 to 8 is usually when I start. You usually go anywhere from that point to 10, 11, 12, sometimes 2 in the morning at Twitch TV, uh, twitch.tv slash Denny Robin, D-E-N-I underscore R-O-B-I-N. And we will be back next week with Tom Segura's Sledgehammer, which is available on Netflix. Once again, thank you so, so, so much for listening, and we will see you next time on The Clown Show. Goodbye.